You're tuning into Majoring in the Minors Podcast. Join Mahi and Louie for the podcast you deserve, but not the one you need right now. It is what it is, but it isn't what you thought it won't be. No, I know I'm not I was going to say that. that. Let's roll, that is baby. exactly Let's what we want to listen to. So why do you get triggered by the question, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm into this. Okay. I don't like the question, are you okay? Or how are you? Because sometimes I'm not okay and I'm pretending to be. And if someone asks me, am I okay? I have to lie, you know, unless I feel safe enough to be like, no, I'm really not okay right now. But what are the chances of that happening? So for me, the people that are closest to me and the people that I work with professionally, like I've told them in playful ways, but eventually they get to know me well enough where they never ask me, how are you? And they never ask me, are you okay? Like those two questions are just <laughs> off the table. But, but hey, Alessandra's so- coming to the gym. Do not look at her. Don't look at her in the eye. Don't ask her if she's okay. Don't look her in the eye. <laughs> Anything. I love it. Now, I'm into it. But my question is, if you don't like, are you okay? Or how are you? Then what do you tell them to ask you? Like why is the no question? i mean like they they just know that i will come to them if i have a need like i'll speak up for myself and i'll honor myself and tell them hey like i have a problem with this or i have a need that's not being met i'll verbalize it instead of them checking in with me because usually people are just trying to build a basic rapport how are you is just a basic question i even asked mm-hmm. it to both of you and then caught myself it's just to build a rapport kind of like see where people are at but sometimes it's really triggering to me (laughs) that's fair Uh, you're gonna dislike london because like um you know kyle and mads they were from canada and they're baffled by this thing that we do in the uk that instead of saying hi we say you're right and Mm. it's not we say it but we don't mean it so if you actually answer us we'll be like what is wrong with you like you're like you're right yeah you're right and then people walk away like there is no like it's not meant Good. to start a conversation and australians or, say uh how, how you going like yeah how you going how i you like going? that i wish i wish we did that in canada that'd be cool right but mm-hmm. I, I still have questions alessandra you started this <laughs> me too honestly <laughs> yeah like okay how do people start a conversation with you then it's like hi because you know hi how are you are just so entwined and they're like literally like inseparable to a certain extent so how would i start a conversation when i like see you in person um they usually ask me how are you and then i avoid the question because my nervous system is a genius like that it just completely detours the question compliments them to get their ego distracted and then asks them how they are and lets them talk about themselves and that's how we get to know them nobody ever really knows me you could know me for 10 years and not know me (laughs) you know but I actually my new coach uh Mac is going to be my new coach and he um he does the same thing he'll whenever I ask him how are you if I do it on accident just to get a feel for like what's going on be like how are you he'll do the same thing he'll completely avoid my question give me some good information and then ask me how I am. <laughs> so I'm, I know I'm not the only human that does this, but like uh, sometimes you just don't want to tell people how you are. So you just avoid it completely. And um, 
<laughs> I feel like I've made it a point in the past like year of my life to just and not saying like this is what you need to do I love Alessandra I love your answer because you're like I honor my nervous system and <laughs> it's smarter and it knows I love I love your answer but personally I've made it a point in the past like year of my life to answer that question truthfully because I find and maybe this is just a Canadian thing I like we have like an international call today too right <laughs> but uh I, I, it's always like good great and then you're like I'm not fucking good <laughs> I'm not okay I'm not great but you you instantly answer with like a how's it going I'm great even though you're not so I've tried to just start answering honestly and just being like eh, all right or I'll be like great no you know what actually I'm not the best today or something you know because it's so true it's such an automatic like nicety that we don't really need to be doing I feel like but teach that, your own that's so interesting because I do literally I literally do the opposite because I've <laughs> been catching myself saying every time someone asks me how are you, I'm like not bad, right? And mm-hmm. then I I hate not bad because like uh, it's not good either, right? So I'm like sure. I, I just catch myself. I'm like, why do you keep saying not bad? It's like for me, it's like okay, just say like now I try to say I'm great because like you know kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. Like just f- it reinforce that idea of like no, I am wait still have a pulse, great. I'm I'm still walking. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still here, right? Yeah. Huh, man, who knew this was so complicated? Right? Just sure don't know how are you? This is like Alessandra 101. You good? You good? Which you is okay? why I, oh yeah, which is why I love Vanessa so much. <laughs> and I love you, Mahan, so much because you guys make me better people. Like now I'm going to take Mahan. it upon myself to try and and it's going to probably go for like a month and then I'm going to go back to my ways, but I'm going to try <laughs> to um, just tell people, no, I'm not okay today. Like, no, I'm not feeling okay today. But the thing, the reason why I don't do that is because I don't know who I'm talking to. Ven- like yeah. Vanessa, I've, uh, I've spoken to you briefly about this before. And I think Mahan may have heard me talk about this a little bit, but it's like, there is a theory that there are times where we're speaking from a part of who we are and there's times where we're speaking from a place of self energy like calm confidence curiosity compassion courage a place like that would be more towards somewhere of self energy somewhere where more of your masks are off and you're not like trying safety, to be right? anything yeah. you aren't and it, it and it's not that those other parts of you aren't who you are like they are a part of you too, but they could just be there to protect you in some way. So sometimes when I'm talking to somebody and they ask me, how are you? I'm a little triggered if I'm not okay, because I'm like, I don't know how much self is present in this conversation. Like I have not had enough time to accurately assess if I'm talking to the person themselves or if they're trying to be something else. So I don't want to give them the real answer. Like they don't deserve it yet, you know? Work for it. You gotta yeah. Work for it, man. yeah and it's about like safety too right like your nervous system like you're all about the nervous system too I mean we all are we're trainers but uh, Sandra we've talked a little bit about this like the sense of safety that you have like it depicts a lot too so like you know the creepy guy on the bus I'm probably not going to be like actually I'm not feeling that well today I probably be like good I'm good and the conversation you know continue on but you see you know you see your friend in the gym and maybe you feel a little bit safer to go into like what's going on for you but yeah still tons of work though 
still yeah. a lot of footwork we're doing here. <laughs> now, I have a suggestion. Now I'm, I'm just I'm just going to try to be like you know the opposite side of this equation. Let's do it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not practice setting boundaries? Like if people ask me how I am, I will answer them, right? But I then have to consciously decide if this person needs to know more or less, but I'm still going to tell them truthfully or my own truth that like sometimes I'm manifest- manifesting and I'm like, I'm great because I want to be great. But then sure. also if they pry more and I don't want to talk to them, this is a good practice to just be like, set boundaries. We're like, no, dude, your time is over. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. Oh, I wish I, sh- <laughs> I should totally say that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> just walk away from them. No, nah, like, dude, this is over. <laughs> yeah, it's like conversation's over. I am great, but I don't want to give you any more. Yeah. Get out of my squat rack, please. <laughs> exactly. This is the stop bicep curling here. Come on. Go. Go. So yeah, I think like that could be a good practice as well, right? Not like mm-hmm. instead of them earning it, you could also like it, it make you better at setting boundaries. Yeah. That's a big part of adulting. <laughs> that was a good start of the conversation. Uh, but I'm gonna like I have some things that I've said because you know what? Actually, this is good because Alessandra's like, if I don't want to ask the questions, I won't. Uh, Vanessa and I haven't talked, but I actually have some prying questions to ask her anyway. So we'll oh, see if cool. she if you can deflect or actually answer, right? Um, <laughs> test. You've never, never even spoken to you and you're testing me. I like exactly. It. That, that, a prying questions and B, let's see how truthfully exactly. She will be. That that was my plan all along. Well. You let's know, when you it. told me, like, shall we wing it? I already had things I wanted to ask you. I was like, yeah, let's wing it. Because, like, you're not going <laughs> to expect what I'm going to actually say. Oh, my goodness, Mahan. What kind of coach are you? You're <laughs> like, you play little mind games, eh? Yeah. I, I <laughs> Set them up for people. deadlifts and they're doing something else. <laughs> exactly. It's like a Rubik's Cube after the deadlift. <laughs> P.S. Very quickly before we get into that, because that's so awesome. I love, well, I love both of you on Instagram. That's why we're here. But, like. I was saying to you, Mahan, I love your stories that you post of your clients. <laughs> like, I just love, it seems like you have such a great time with your girls. And like, I, I, I'm assuming it's mostly females yeah, that you train. That's just what I've seen. But I'm like, what a good time. It looks like such a great time. That's all. Uh, they all hate me. It's great. <laughs> Even though they all look like they're dying, but it's, fun. <laughs> it's funny. I enjoy it. Anyways. Uh, yeah. No, I have a group chat with all of them. It's called Bulgarian Split Squads of Death. <laughs> like they just know like they, the moment they sign up with me they know what's gonna happen like yeah yeah it, it's a good relationship thank you so much no problem but yeah first thing i see this is this is how you get us foreigners right i come from a country that we don't make so much like we don't differentiate between v's and w's so much mm. and then your whole thing should, is v wellness yeah, which is like the hardest thing for me to say <laughs> so true yeah it's just like putting the v right after w uh, w so i know you do your own podcast and uh, i've been on your website as well very aesthetic very beautiful i really oh, like it wow. one thing that like pricked my interest like very like quickly was the fact that on the description for your podcast it says that vanessa starts from nothing right Oh, wow. Did I say that? Okay. Yeah, it, it <laughs> cool. does say that at some point. Um, and uh-huh. further on, you do like, you know, you do say that like your, your interests are psychology, neuroscience, behavioral science, and spirituality and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, I think I changed that recently, but yeah, yeah. Cool. Did you? Oh, for the one yeah, that I left. It's fine. It was like, it, that's what I've I... have been reworking that thing yeah. for a long time. Like, it'll be like, I'll be watching TV with my uh, partner on the couch and like get up and like go to the computer and like change my website yeah, a little so. bit, you know? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just had this idea. This is my demographic. Anyway. Yeah. It's really... Yeah, it's good. Like, I I, I even like... Uh, we'll get to that as well, the d- demographic, because I mm-hmm. like the way you've written it. But okay. for me, like especially I'm, I'm really curious to know like as start from nothing for me means like a, a certain way of like you learn from life right and you mm. you learn how to deal with shit right and like if i'm i'm not like i never went deep into psychology or neuroscience or behavioral sciences and stuff like that but i'm like i like to think i'm street smart and that's like start from nothing right so like start from nothing psychology neuroscience they kind of go in hand in hand in my head like Mm. My my version is like the caveman version of it. So I want to know, like, well, first of all, what does Vanessa mean when she says she starts from nothing? And then what led into those interest, like interests into psychology, neuroscience, and behavioral sciences and those things? Mm, what a question. That's like the best question I've been asked all pandemic. Um starts from nothing. It's funny because like when you say that, like from objectively, even though it's something I wrote, I'm like I'm picturing like an Oliver Twist type scenario. <laughs> but <it's definitely, laughs> what I meant was in terms of like fitness and health and training. Um, I got started uh, and maybe comparatively, it isn't that much starts from nothing, but I got started um, a little bit late in my eyes. You know, I started, I think like 25 or something working out. Like I'd never set foot in a gym until I was in my mid twenties or so. Um, and so, and before that I was a drama student, I was going to be an actor. Like my life was just on this whole other kind of track and had just zero experience in the gym with training, lifting weights. I was on the whole, I'm a girl. So I do cardio, right? That was my whole thing. So anytime when I got to a place where, um, I wanted to kind of turn my health and my life around, I went down that route of like, okay, what's available for women? What do women do when they want to change their bodies and their lives? And it's a lot of uh, a lot of diets, a lot of cardio, a lot of little weights and things like that. Right. Um, and no shade to that because I've been there, but, um, I think it was me like getting a gym membership and going into the gym and not knowing anything. Um, thank God. Eventually I had a friend come with me and she showed me how to do stuff, but just in terms of like, I wasn't taught how to eat properly or well, we'll say in quotation marks as a kid. So it's like, okay, how do I, what's that, what are vegetables all about? And what is protein all about? And how do I go grocery shopping? And how do I, um, you know, once I got my act together and learned um, what was a little bit more sustainable and would give me more results, which as we know is is strength training, um, learning just how to do that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a gym girl now. (laughs) And it's just like, let's get the clothes. I got my friend to come with me. And like, I'm a gym girl now. And she's like, this is a squat rack. Let's go. And, And that was it really. Um, and then just making a whole ton of mistakes and doing a whole bunch of other stuff and like, uh, not mistakes necessarily. Cause they all led me to where I need to be now or where I am now. Um, but that's kind of what I mean of like starts from nothing. Like I remember what it's like to be new to the gym, you know, and, and in my twenties too, you know? So it's, um, I understand when people come to me and they're like, I've never been in the gym before. Is that okay? I'm like, yes, I got you. Like come under my wing. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get all the gym girl outfits yeah that's it sometimes an outfit just you know it makes you feel hey here we're here now we are okay. a part of this not that you need an outfit but i think that sometimes you know putting on the headphones and getting into the zone getting into mm-hmm. the character in a way if you will mm-hmm. 
and then the psychology and all that other stuff was just like I've been in therapy for a long time so that's probably it and also just working with people and Alessandra and I have talked about this too right like especially working with people during pandemic like understanding a new way of looking at stress maybe or just like a new way of working with people where like we dealt with stress before but this was like a whole other thing right um and try and understand the nervous system a little bit better um in terms of like not necessarily like the like more like the autonomic nervous system like in training it's all about the central nervous system but like learning the other side of stuff like what is fight or flight what is what what happens when somebody is in freeze you know I'm not an expert at any of these things, but just like learning about some of this stuff helped me understand the people I was dealing with better. Wow, Vanessa, I really liked that. That was that was beautiful and really telling too. And what I heard was when I heard you speaking was that the nervous system, like knowing where someone's at, what state they're in, is really important to you. And I'm curious if you'd feel safe enough to elaborate on some of the work you've done on yourself first like within getting to know your own nervous system so that then you could understand when you're in front of a client like what they might be going through oh man well like something that helped me with clients was um I got it from my my massage therapist uh turned me on to it she's a trauma-informed massage therapist and she was like have you ever heard of the polyvagal theory I was like no and so I read this book on polyvagal theory which um is about the vagus nerve basically and and just about how like fight or flight presents itself in a person how freeze presents itself in a person and how you can kind of move up the ladder so it's like i don't know if people will be able to see me i guess not but um at the bottom is freeze in the middle is fight or flight and at the top of the ladder is like social safety connection so like very briefly just like noticing when somebody is in a freeze state because sometimes we get people who come to us and I had a client who like got in a bike accident and came into her session, you know, and it's like, okay, we're going to sit, I'm going to chat with you and we're going to breathe. <laughs> and I'm going to have a smile on my face when I do it to make you feel safe. And, um, and just like recognizing, you know, and I'm not like a pro at it. I'm not like you're in fight or flight, but like, um, there are certain things that you can look for, like uh, a big, like letting out a big sigh is a sign that you are, your body's trying to regulate its nervous system. Right. Which is like something so cool. Cause we sigh all the time. <laughs> um, or like a yawn in a workout, you know, when somebody's like, I'm not tired. Why am I yawning while I'm working out? Oftentimes that is a sign of them moving from freeze to fight or flight. Right. Um, and like, this may be like way too specific, but, uh, in terms of myself, um, man, that's a long one, but, um, I think just, you know, for, for the longest time, uh, when I had already gotten into fitness and I was a trainer and working out and doing all the stuff, um, I was still so stressed out and I was still, you know, um, it was a lot of body image concerns. It was a lot of just like past conditioning and trauma and stress and stuff that I'd lived with my whole life. And I was like, listen, I'm sleeping well, I'm working out, I'm eating. So I'm doing all the things. Why am I still so, it's a hard feeling to describe, but it's just kind of like a, it's like a picture, like a hamster wheel in your brain. Right. And it's constantly going, constantly going and your body reflects it too. Right. And I, I just still wasn't in a place. It was like, I'm doing all these things, but I was also doing way too many things. Right. And so that's where like, we can talk about like how healthy things can become not so healthy once mm -hmm. anything in excess. Right. So I think that was what it was. I was like, it's still, and then the pandemic happened. That's what happened. The pandemic happened. I didn't work for like two weeks. I slept in a whole bunch. 
And then I slowly started working again. And I was like, okay, let's do this at my own pace and how I want to do it. And like, and um, that really helped me to regulate my nervous system and understand how good I could feel. The world stopping, basically. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of needed that, right? Like the world I to stop. So. Yeah. I, I thought it was just me. And then I started talking to other people and I, and, you know, saying like, I was burning out right before the pandemic happened. And I remember turning on the news and it was like, don't go to work. And I was like, yes, the news is telling me don't go to work, you know, cause I was never going to do that myself. Be like, girl, you need to sit down. Right. But it was like, well, hands are tied. The, the world is telling me to stay home. So I guess I have to do that. It wasn't shortly after I started working in them though, because it's just like a, something I couldn't stay away from, but yeah but you found your balance in a sense right because in yeah. your story when you were talking about like the idea of like people were like oh my god you only train three days like yeah what is that about and you're like well i i know my body Bellanese, less man. is more less Big is time more. slower is faster and it's so hard to hear that slower is faster or like minimum effective dosage, whatever the language is that you use, you know, it's all saying the same thing and it's still seeing some really great changes. Mm -hmm. And I just loved that. I caught that too. I was, I was briefly watching that. I have to go back and and finish. Yeah, I think we're all in the same mind in that way, right? The less is more thing. And like, we all um, agree with that. And it's like, it's the on the wagon and off the wagon mentality. And I lived like that forever, right? It was like, okay, I've got a trip coming up. So I'll go crazy. And then trip ends and it just kind of, you go back to whatever. And it's like, I'm sick of being on or off the wagon. I want to just be healthy and look great all the time. <laughs> Can we do that? Let's try and do that. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. found the minimum effective dose for that. Yeah, totally. And just stick to it. Right. Um, now my question, I mean, you kind of said it. Now my question is just going to go a little bit deeper because, and if, again, as I'm not as good as Alessandra, I'm not going to like, set the tone compliment you and then be like if you feel safe i'm just gonna ask the question and hope for the best right like you be you you're yeah. on the gray okay yeah i'll, you, I'll just there's like, only one of you thank there's only you one alessandra there we go so uh you know you talked about body image issues and then before that you said that like your whole, like your life was going on a different path like drama school and acting mm-hmm. Do you think like, well, first of all, what happened there? Like, I'm quite interested about the the acting part in drama school. Uh, But also, do you think like trying to become an actor and like, you know, the things that we do expect from actors and like, you know, that they have to always look camera ready or whatever it is. Would that that feed into like the body image issues that you talked about? Oh, that's a great like. A correlation to make but no I don't think so I mean of course mm. like you know seeing yourself on something that is never like comfortable for anybody no matter how great you look I think you know like seeing yourself on a huge screen is like weird um not that I saw myself on a huge screen that many times but um so I think that what was the first part of the question um acting oh what happened yeah <laughs> what happened it was, it just wasn't really what I thought it would be. You know, um, I was in, uh, I did a lot of theater in high school and we were kind of like this like ragtag bunch of like underground people who did like political theater and it was really cool. And then I got into, um, came to Toronto and got an agent and did all that. And it was cool, but it was just, um, the industry, it wasn't really, it's also like there's zero flexibility in your schedule. And so now that I am where I am, 
I run my own business. Right. And so, um, that's very different, um, with acting it's, it's surprise. You got a job and your sister's wedding this weekend, too bad, you know? Um, so, and you you are going here at this time. Um, and just like the industry as a whole, just wasn't, wasn't a great vibe, which I'm sure that you can kind of imagine even like from the outside and not that I did anything, um, sizable by any means, but it was just like a weird elitism. I've never really liked elitism in anything I've ever done. Any job I've had the you're down here. So act a certain way and everybody just like cowers under these people. I just never, it didn't make a ton of, it didn't light my fire the way that like theater did, you know? Mm. Um, so I kind of fell out of love with it and, uh, and I was bartending and stuff at the time to pay my bills. And then somebody, um, I told this story on my uh, Instagram the other day, somebody, I started working out at this time. I, once I'd fallen out of love with acting, I started working out and I changed my life and I started eating better and changed my body. And so people were like, what are you doing? And then I started doling out advice at work. And someone was like, you should just be a trainer and get paid for this. And I said, like, cool. And then I became a trainer and I do Instagram now. And I feel like everything, and I, I don't know if you guys are great. You probably do. Um, everything you've done in your life, like leads you to a certain point. Right. So like, mm-hmm me sitting and editing my videos and and doing my stories and doing what I do on Instagram is very much like like what I was getting out of like acting, even though it's not like underground theater, that I still get that joy of like creating something and like producing something. And now I'm doing a podcast, which is very similar, but it's like, I needed the acting career and the bartending and any other time I've had in my life to get to where I am now. So, you know, people are always like, Oh, are you, are you, do you feel bad that you kind of, didn't fulfill that dream but it's like eh, I don't know I feel like the dream just didn't work out for me and my dream is still coming I'm like on the way there because of all the little pieces that I'm putting together along the way you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. have you been uh, in fitness forever have you been in in, in oh, training forever God, no no oh, okay. Uh, absolutely okay. not I'm a I come from like a gaming background Oh. Um, I studied electrical and electronic engineering at university. Then did business engineering as masters. Then I got into like kickboxing and cal- like those stuff, calisthenics. So weights were like literally the last thing that I ever touched. Like yeah. my aspirations were to become a professional gamer, but I was just never good enough. So headphones. You got yeah, the, you got the oh, special yeah. headphones going on. Everything. <laughs> like I have a full setup here. So apart from the chair, like. Old school gamers right. get the, the wooden chair. Like this, these new gaming chairs, like this is for, uh, you know, they don't know the grinds like we did. <laughs> Do you guys but, feel that as well now? Do you feel like, you know, I, all those little pieces of the things I was interested in before? Like, I don't know. I find that I'm, I'm utilizing a lot of that and what I'm doing now, it all kind of adds up to be like me now, today. Yeah, like every, for me, and I let Alessandro say it as well, um, because this podcast, people who've listened to it, they know me anyways. Um, but for me, it was like, even going, even though I didn't do anything in engineering, the fact that I was at university and I ended up doing kickboxing and like on the side, and it was something that I was really passionate about. And then when I did a job and didn't like, lent me back to go back to martial arts. And then like from there, becoming a fitness instructor, personal trainer, and so on and so forth. So every step, every step I've taken has led me here. And I'm like grateful for all of it because it's like experiences that, I've turned me into Mahan the Great, uh, that the best mm-hmm. there is. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so humble. Yeah. I'm uh, always curious if that's other people too, or if, I, if it's just me. You know, I don't feel like anything was, wa- any time in my life has ever been wasted. It's just all like stepping stones, you know? Exactly. 
Alessandra? Alessandra. Yeah, sorry. I just got lost listening to you guys. Like, I love listening to you guys. Um, so I think for me, yeah, I didn't start off doing this and I love doing it. And, and I love also that, like, you can always play the long game with things, you know, you can, um, and by that, I mean, uh, I'll just briefly talk about myself for a second. Sorry. But yesterday, somebody, I put up a Q&A, somebody asked a question, they were like, oh, why don't you post as many photos or content lately? And I was like, <laughs> they're on it, they're on <laughs> you, eh? Damn. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, because the thing is, it's like, when I'm doing, like, work on myself, internal work, my phone is just not a priority. Like, the phone is the furthest thing from what I want to do, but the phone is also where I need to grow my business, where we all grow our, our coaching business, you know? But at the same time, it is, it does deviate me from having the attention that I need for myself. So like, there are some times during the year where I just will not be on my phone. Like I'm doing, I'm doing work that's like deeper work that makes me a better coach, makes me a better sister, makes me a better partner, one day possibly a better mother. But like that, then there's the outside world looking in on you and they're like, oh, you're not posting as much content or doing as much stuff. Like, fuck off. Like, I'm working on me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my break. I, I got kind of pissed. I was like, what the? And this is somebody that's never liked any of my stuff. I don't know them. I was like, it's just so odd, you know? So I don't know, but that's just my little uh, rant. So to get back to the point, yeah, everything led me to this place and it wasn't, it definitely wasn't like a straight road, you know, it was yeah. definitely more off the beaten path. You know, Mahan, he's played The Witcher before, so he knows that in The Witcher, it's a video game, they say, take the beaten path, like you will find more treasure there. Take the path least walked, you know? <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, I feel like we've all done that. Totally. Absolutely. If we hadn't, we'd be like working in an office somewhere, right? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and the idea of making a podcast with people like all over the world would be like just a... Yeah, why? <laughs> I, not even a dream. Yeah. It's like, why? I need to talk about numbers. Um, I'm still going to play the devil's advocate though, Alessandra, because yeah, that's my yeah, Everyone needs a devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah I saw your face. Uh, people won't see it, but I saw that shocked face. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> While he trolls me, okay. I'm just saying, like, I, I totally get. I, I totally get the idea of like you know working on yourself to be a better coach, better sister, better partner, potentially a better mother potentially or in the future i don't i forgot what wording you use exactly but you, you get where i'm going at where, where i said I'm, potentially yeah potential yeah. i still yeah. don't even have a partner so let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves it's here. all right we will call mike uh inside <laughs> joke for people who know who don't <laughs> sorry about that uh but <laughs> as long as alessandra knows who mike is that's okay yeah, no. <laughs> i don't really need to know yeah, so she knows uh I totally lost track of oh yeah so I know that's very important as well but like to be a better coach you also have to like work on coaching right and the way you would work on coaching is get like having clients to coach and the way you would get 
more clients to coach is uh, through social media, like, like it or not, because especially if like uh, the way you run your business, I think it would be more like it's word of mouth and like people train with you and then they tell others and stuff like that. So I'm not saying like, I totally get time off of the social media. And probably the person who said that, they just needed to like creep on your, like if they didn't like or interact with anything else and then suddenly they go like, oh, you haven't been posting anything. That sounds like a creep. But if it came like from me and like people who are close to you, like, you know, well, hopefully we're close to you, but your friends who care about you and we're like, dude, like what happened with the, the content it's not an it doesn't have a negative intonation it's just that we know that you do like have a business to run as well right so do you think like there is a balance to create between these two sides or do you still think the self-improvement trumps it i think the self-improvement trumps it like mm -hmm. right now for me this version of me that you're talking to right now like i don't know what my answer will be in the future <clears throat> but for me currently i think the the amount of effort I put in just this week on tracking my own nervous system because I have a meeting later tonight. So what we did for level one and level two was we got to know our own nervous system well enough so that now we can take it into a place where we can start to um, communicate with other people like based on what they're displaying. Kind of like exactly what Vanessa was talking about in the beginning where she'll um, assess her clients and she's not just assessing her clients necessarily all the time. She's not just assessing her clients based on what they need physically. She's also assessing their clients by what they might need in other domains, because that's what it is to be a good coach. Like you might not advertise that about yourself, but it's still something that we're all doing all the time when we're talking to people and having a relationship with them. Plus I have clients. So these ones are going to be the ones that I'll use as I go through this training. And it's just very intense training. Like I had to make a decision. Am I going to focus on social media and acquiring more clients? Or am I going to take this training seriously and go all in and kind of step away from social for a few months while I go through it? So that's, that's what I mean when I say that. Like, I, I'm definitely not qualified to be in the training that I'm in right now, in my opinion. Like, there's a part of me that's, like, shocked that, I, that I'm doing it. Like, I'm honored and I'm shocked, and so I want to take it seriously. Um, yeah. But I get where it you're coming from. Like, I think eventually you, know? you, you, you uh, yeah, right? Like, I've got, I def it's just, it's like, now I have the experience over the qualification to a, mm. to a degree that's, like, drives me crazy because there's things I can't speak about because it's outside of my scope of practice, which is why I always get instantly triggered by people that talk about scope of practice because it's like, yes, you're right, but also, if you have actual experience with something and you didn't just read it out of a textbook, like, you actually integrated it into your system and, like, experienced it over and over again and applied it to your life over and over again, then you should be able to speak about it if you feel like it but there's always like that that line because something I'm learning also is like the message we put out is what we receive so I've noticed for me a lot of the times um the message I put out isn't like here's how to lose body fat or here's how to like anything that's really specifically tailored towards fitness even though that's what I'm doing with my clients privately but online, I don't necessarily always post about that. So I'm going to start doing that more, but I find it kind of boring. Like I find making a post about how to 
like do certain things just so I see it on my own page. Like I see people making this post and I'm like, I want something different. I don't want to talk about this. Like this is, I want to talk about something else. I think the nervous system's fucking cooler than, <laughs> than fucking lining up your, your fibers the right way. Like I think it's cooler. I really do. Like, <laughs> well, like, that's I, the beauty like, of it. The, the, the internal reps are way more exciting to me than the external reps. So it's hard for me to just like shut my mouth and talk about <laughs> let your sage girl i love that yeah no this is cedar wood i'm out of sage right oh now. right sage is bad now i think sage is or people don't like is it or i don't know they have a problem with sage because something about deforestation i don't know don't quote me on that deforestation <laughs> oh i don't know yeah, anything about sage. that but um in a way it's produced i don't know um, I have a cemetery right yeah of sage. Kind of, I like took a meditation thing recently and it was like and we know we're not burning sage anymore right because of the forest and I was like oh god I've got sage. God, don't take me there they won't yeah, like me <laughs> you raised a ton of uh a ton of cool points the scope of practice thing you know um the doing it your own way thing it's tough, right? Because there's like scope of practice police and like and demographic police. Like whenever I'm like I'm general about whenever I want to be general about my demographic, like I've been in a couple of transitions in my business and during the pandemic, it's been so long, right? And whenever I had a trainer ask me once, like on a question sticker, like what's your demographic? And I was pretty general about it because I was just like undecided and I'm kind of like in between things right now, right? And he was like, I was really looking for a more specific trainer to trainer answer for example, I train people between 35 and 38 who have, you know, and it was like, oh, buddy, and there's always like a, it's always like a bookended like way that they can promote their thing. Like, well, in my program called this, you know, I, and, or when you're like, I train people between 30 and 40, people are like not specific enough. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so annoying to me. Anyways, mm -hmm. I get it. I get like, and I think I, I forget when, who it was or when it was, but I think like few years ago somebody came out and was like we need to be more specific and like this is the way to do it now and um and that's great but it's just like I think we're allowed to change our minds and we're allowed to talk about things that you get Alessandra you get to make your Instagram whatever you want it to be that's like the beauty of it right it's like we've all got our own little docs that we get to decorate how we want to and people are just way too <laughs> uppity about it I think could be wrong and sco scope of practice is super important I don't want to say like screw it I'm a doctor but you know what I mean like people are just so like people are naming themselves whatever they want to name themselves and they're like you can't call yourself a, a wellness person you know it's like well you called yourself a doctor of exercise where'd you get that from you know or mm -hmm. <laughs> my therapist says she works with a colleague who calls himself a master psychologist and she asked him, like, how did you get that title? And he was like, I just made it up. I just put it on my business cards. I'm like, what? Who's who's going to stop me? And he's right, in a way, right? I think it's super similar to our field. Mahan the Great. Who's going to stop me? <laughs> oh, but you changed it back. <laughs> I, I did change it back. <laughs> no, I, I, I really, I do agree with that. And, like, honestly, as trainers, like, I don't get to, specific, like, being specific because, especially we want reps and sets like I'm, I'm obviously now like when you do it long enough you might build a niche but like mm. especially as a new trainer you're just going to train people like you, you're not experienced enough to just have a niche you just have going to train anyone or like anything that walks right like chickens yeah. 
cows, <laughs> like any, just train anything that just like happens to be in your path until Shit, like your horsey flexion on cows. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <it's terrible. laughs> and rib cage mechanics on cows. Oh my God. Oh, don't even get like, don't get me started. But like we build with that. And then eventually, like, yes, as you said, you go through transitions and like it, 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 it is ever evolving. And like, it's just based off of what you you're interested in, like what, or where your interests align. Um, but again, me being the person I am, what is your demographic actually? Like, what is the the newest version? Like, you know, you know how Windows goes through? Yeah, for you. Mm. Um, well, yeah, because I had that on my website that you quoted at the beginning of the, of the episode. And then I put up something like I'm, I train people who want to uh, gain strength, change their body composition or build muscle. <laughs> Just like any of the goals, like this is who I train. That was the answer that the guy was not happy with. But recently I changed it to, um, cause it's tough. You know, I train predominantly women. I like to train women. However, if a guy rolls up, I'm not going to say no to him. I like guys too. I have a male client right now. Um, but, uh, on my website right now, um, I help women, um, gain strength. It's for me, my, I don't want to say ideal clientele, but because I will train mostly everyone, if I can help them, if I'm being honest about if I can help them. Um, if it's in my skill set, but it's like mostly women who want to learn more about their menstrual cycles and how that affects their training, because it's what I'm super interested in. And that's where I think a great case can be made, Alessandra, for putting stuff on your Instagram that you're interested in, because people will be like, I want to learn about that myself too, and strength train. So can I do that? Um, and also like women who want to learn proper form, um, and gain strength in ways like a lot of women say, like I have no upper body strength, so I want to start training with you. Great, we'll be doing push-ups, things like that, right? So like gaining a newfound strength, women who want to learn how strong they actually are, uh, learn proper form and, and not feel confident in the gym, like in the, just the mental way, but feel confident in the gym, like I can go and pick up that weight and, and carry it from here to here, you know, that kind of confidence and I can be in the gym space. Um, so yeah, there's tons already. And, um, and probably people who um, either are beginners uh, or they've tried all the other stuff and nothing has worked and they want to learn what this strength training thing is about. Like me, when I first started, basically, that's my ideal clientele. <laughs> Little Vanessa who first walked into a gym. That's, that's who I want to train. <laughs> but I'll take some other stuff too, if, yeah. if I feel like I can help them. And then if it, if you can't, then you'll be like, all right, this is outside of my scope of practice. Go to uh, the master psychologist. Yes. Yeah. Or Mahan the Grey. <laughs> Mahan the Grey. Yes. Exactly. Um, he trains goats though. So <laughs> careful. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not, I'm going to train anyone who, who asks me if they, if mm -hmm. I can train them. That's, uh, that happens to be my niche, but. Um, is there anybody you won't train? Have you people... said no? Yeah, like for me, it's more of, uh, well, luckily enough, I've been coached by really great mentors to be able to build a good business for myself. So right now I can kind of be picky and choosy with who I want. Like if I don't mesh with someone or just don't connect with them, then I'll, I can easily be because it's not about money anymore. Right. I can be like, uh, you're the weakest link. Goodbye. Uh, here's four other trainers that you can like train with, like, uh, but I enjoy like um, all the people that I train with. I, I really enjoy training them. So that's good. I think um, 
Do I have it? I, I, for, as you said, most of my clients are girls because I just don't, I, I don't connect to guys really well. Yeah. I'm not a guy's guy. Like, uh, I don't know, can never uh, be a laddie, like laddie lad. Yeah. So probably like, yeah, uh, I might turn down some guys or send them somewhere else. But Well, good for us. That's good. I'm the same way, Mahan. I connect better with men than women, but I've got to work on that for sure because I train women. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something's working. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Something's working. Uh, and speaking of something that's working, uh, me being, again, the opposite side of this thing, uh, going back to the fact that you say you're you don't want to make content about like uh, muscle fibers and like you know aligning these things and rather like you'd rather talk about neuroscience um or like in more internal than external let's go very like uh, internal why not create those content like as uh, vanessa said your instagram is like your canvas right you can just draw whatever you want there but and this is what i i'm always strict about is there is a lot of nonsense out there in social media. So people like us who actually have a good message should create a message, right? Like not saying anything, you're actually in action is worse, right? So I rather you make posts about whatever you're com- like, obviously I say I rather with so much authority, but means nothing. You're, you can <laughs> say like, screw like fuck off Mahan. Mahan, let me just tell you because i know you well enough at this point i can i know where you're going with this and so i'm going to rudely interrupt you and tell you there are incubation periods for things like when you learn something you need to really sit with it apply it teach it you know and so for me it's like i um am still trying to figure out exactly how i like it so i have done many videos with clients but I just haven't published it because those are just drafts that I don't, I don't need those yet. But tomorrow, like when I go over and work out with Sherry, we're going to record some stuff. You know, we're going to go over some, how to, I got a question about how to grow the glutes. So I'm going to answer that question by just addressing, like attacking the glutes by training them from a shortened, mid and lengthened range, something basic, something that's interesting you know something that's fun because I need to enjoy it too it needs to be something I enjoy doing because like we only have I don't know if we get another life but I just want I want to experience life the best way I possibly can in every moment (laughs) like that's what I'm always trying to do (laughs) so that's always my aim is like how can I experience this and enjoy it and it be playful and it be something I I like doing you know Cause I think all of us here on this call, we're not going to get into like our old sad stories unless Mahan wants to probe Vanessa about hers, but we've all got one. And the thing is like those moments in time made us realize like we should fight to enjoy life. We should fight to enjoy experiencing things because we've already experienced like that darkness. We've experienced those times that just, you know, yeah. The ones that we kind of don't even have words for. I'm sure that you've all had experiences that are just unquantifiable. Like you don't have words for them, but they're just like viscerally dark. And it's good because you, you know, like you have that experience and you can always fight for like the good times, like make things good. Even when they suck, like, okay, how can I make it good? 
<laughs> Absolutely. And I 100% agree with what you said, but you kind of like went away from my point a little bit. <laughs> and I know you enough to know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm going to come to this more often. Because <laughs> I 100% agree with the incubation period that you talked about, like 100%. But I also believe that one of the best forms of learning something is trying to teach it to someone else so even though you're in the process of learning about these things making posts about it even if it's not 100% accurate is a good way to kind of process the information you have in your head Um, because it's it's writing right like whatever we have up here we can process it much better if you write it on a piece of paper write it as a caption and you can always I don't know why like I know you're not like this but you can always admit that you were wrong if you do happen to be wrong right so like those well, i'm not here to be right i'm not yeah, here to so, be right i'm here perfect. to learn you know yeah like, you're, there's you're a completely your- different mentality there's people that want to be right and there's people that want to learn you know like i'm in the category of people that want to learn i don't give a fuck if i'm right or if i'm wrong perfect. like if i'm wrong just fucking tell me you're, you're doing <laughs> Why it again cursing so much today <laughs> yeah. it's it's vanessa i blame her i no. know i dropped it and i was like "Ooh, is this that kind of show we'll figure it out <laughs> but so that's where like i'm not saying right or wrong is like yeah i know you don't care about that i'm saying to process the message better you have to put it into words and in this case putting it into words means writing about it somewhere mm. I think you raised a good point too, though, about enjoying though, right? Because uh, I, I mean, I think we all have those times where you're on, you open up Instagram and you're just like, oh, I can't with this anymore. And you put it away for the weekend or whatever it is, right? Like I want to take that time away so that I open that thing back up on Monday. I'm like, let's go. Here's my con. Here's my post. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Like you need, it's like resting from the gym. Like you need in order to hit it and, and be into it. Like, I, w- I don't want to just be like posting things just because it's Wednesday at noon or whatever. And just like doing it's because I've done that. I've totally done that before. Absolutely. And it doesn't feel good to me. And it also falls flat, but it's like, I want to be like jazzed about my, what I'm pu- about to put out. And sometimes I'm not. And so it's like, all right, girl, we need to just like put this away for a little bit. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing with training or anything else. Right. You want to be pretty into your workouts. I mean, not every day, but it's like that time or like from a break from training, right? You go on vacation as a trainer and you get back in the gym. You're like, let's train some people. Right. And it's like a, you've revived yourself. But when you're working like 12 hour days and seven days a week, you're like just going through the motions. And so I think rest is productivity. It's a big thing I've been thinking about lately. Everything in life. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm glad that you preach that and you bring that up often because people need to be reminded to that slower is faster or as you say it, less is more. Yeah. Coming in, you know, it's definitely, things are changing. It's, it's, you know, the whole I'll sleep when I'm dead thing is fizzling out, I think. I yeah. hope so, yeah. yeah. But not to somebody you want to be devil's advocate on that. <laughs> You're like, mm, I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, my sleep, like, uh, I, that's one thing I don't, do not mess with. Like, yeah, same. Uh, I don't get, get angry often, but if you interrupt my sleep, I'm, a, I'm not fun to deal with. <laughs> not fun. The gloves come off. <laughs> we have to have good sleep, though. You know, yeah, it's our job, what we do. Yeah, um, yeah, which you talked about recently <laughs> in your podcast, Shameless Plug. I don't know why I'm plugging 
your podcast and my podcast. Don't but be like, shameless it's my... <laughs> about promoting my podcast. How dare joking. you? <laughs> joking. But yeah, now I know you talked about recovery as well uh, yeah. just recently in your podcast. So if anyone's like the two people who... Tom, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> and Saluji, both of you just go and listen oh, to my podcast too. Yeah, go be the two listeners of my podcast. <laughs> go on over there. Mine's pretty new too. I don't have too many listeners. I listen to your podcast. I love the, the one you did with um, Morgan. Tommy with Morgan. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love her pH. Morgan's like she's she's like, oh, she speaks to a part of me like oh my god that girl like I, I love her like the things she posts and the things she says I'm like yes like please like more women please like please just be comfortable with your sexuality and be comfortable with saying these things and like oh just the things just the funny things that she posts sometimes I even over the weekend um I had uh I had a wedding and you know I'm very inappropriate like I say inappropriate things I say things that make people feel uncomfortable you know like always (laughs) one of the jokes I told was um, that she posted something it was like a person called their uh called their partner daddy in front of their dad (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like laughing so hard I thought it was so funny because like that can literally happen to anybody you know <laughs> you're like in front of your dad and you call your boyfriend daddy and it's like oh gosh what just happened oops <laughs> um but anyway she's just a funny isn't that like yeah, a meme girl. like they're, they're sitting at a dinner table and the girl goes yeah. like daddy passed me the salt yeah, uh, they both do. Yeah, they both do that. Uh, it's amazing. Which is why I don't call any guy daddy because, like, I, that's not going to happen to me ever. Like, me too. I'll call exactly. you anything else, <laughs> just not daddy, because I already have a dad. So thanks. Uh, <laughs> and you're not going to be taking care of me, so well, like paying my bills or anything. So we're not going to be doing that. <laughs> actually, I lied. I do. Call- okay, backstory. I don't call someone daddy, but I started working in this new gym and one of our guys he's uh latino he's south american like venezuela they south america right his name's daddy no uh his name is luis but he just like he comes in he's like <laughs> he comes in with like this you know like latino vibe and he's like puppy listen puppy this puppy so i've started calling him puppy right like every time i've got ah. like hey puppy and it's just like fist bump and stuff like that and then someone was like why do you say that? I was like, I don't know. It's cool and stuff like that. And they was like, but isn't that just daddy? And I was like, it is. <laughs> but I am not going to change because I like no, that. own that. Inclusion. Yeah. yeah, like it feels cool to just like, you know, he's like, hey, puppy. I'm like, yeah, hey, puppy. How are you doing? Um, so, so yeah. yeah and like, hey, mommy. Like, hey, mommy. But that's yeah. mommy. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. Okay. So, so I'll own that. The Freudian. I actually, There's some Freudian stuff going on. Pro- we aren't quite sure about yeah i mean he does look like my dad no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness my only solace is that he's never going to listen to this <laughs> oh man this is great <laughs> we should do this every wednesday or whatever day it is okay I'm- let's ask vanessa something really deep and throbbing uh, I was going to <laughs> say it with a vibrational tone in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like the team up. <laughs> okay, Mahan, let's do this. Wait, what's the vibrational tone of my what? 
like roll your R's or something. I don't know. Oh, I see. I, I see. All right. Um, no, I'm not going to do an accent. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> because it, maybe it's probing or not, but actually one of the questions that I wrote down was, because I was trying to relate drama school and that, like, you know, acting to that body image issues. But then you said, like, mm. even though plausible, it wasn't that. So if you don't mind me asking, what was it that, like, you know, led into you having uh, body image issues? Or- Just living and being a woman in the world, I think. Being born as a woman in the world <laughs> does it, I think, you know, from day one or, or puberty or something. I don't know, whenever you start understanding that, i don't know i remember i've i've because i've thought about this i've done a lot of work on my body image over the pandemic because you know we're in this little bubble right of our own thoughts and what's going on in us Uh, and i thought you know you have to kind of track back with this stuff like okay when did this start when did i even get this stuff that just lives in my head constantly right and plays on a loop and i think like the first times i remember being uh aware or insecure about my body was like seeing movie posters and stuff and not to blame the media totally but I remember like Britney Spears like I I had a Britney Spears poster in my room and I was like is my stomach supposed to look like that what and and that was the first time I had like a oh my body's not like that does that mean that there's something wrong with my body and then the endless chase to have a flat stomach you know like forever or like Jessica Alba I, I remember like Jessica Alba posters she was in that movie Honey and then that one um there's one where she's like in water or something. There's something about the sea. I don't know. We got to Google this. Deep blue or something like that. Yeah, right? Something. And she's in a bathing suit, whatever. And she's like, I went to the movies. Trust the, the guy to like, know, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but to know the title is really good. That's like different. You know, a guy would be like, she was wearing yellow bikini bottoms. <laughs> but to know the title is good. Yeah. So like stuff like that. And, you know, you think back or like the way that my mom talked about her body or like what people said at school or stuff, but just like in, in like going back and digging deep into like where I collected these things from and like, how can I now offload them and get them out and write a new story kind of. Mm. Yeah. And not to say that boys don't have body image issues, you know, I get, I get corrected on that a lot, but um, being a girl in the world isn't, isn't uh, the easiest thing. Mm. 100% agree with that. I'm just going to take like a side note. It's actually called Into the Blue. Sorry. Oh, I, right. I had to double check that just, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. just to make it clear. But no, absolutely. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to be honest and open with you guys. But like, uh, I think I've had this conversation with Alessandro as well. And people who know me, I was brought up in uh, my parents are divorced. So I was brought up in a female dominant household. Right. Mm mom sister aunt cousin like it's just all women right and i think that's one of the reasons i i said i'm not a laddie lad like i just can't connect to guys as much it's just like i i, I don't have that those conversations i don't have those sense like you know it's a little bit different and even though i was brought up in that environment i can kind of agree with the fact that like i don't know i feel there is that pressure on women because between like my mom my sister me like my aunt and i like guess who grew up without any issues like you know like not doubting himself as much Mm. right even though like we were our like that that close circle but obviously it doesn't matter how close the circle you've built because you live in a world that like has so much outside influence on you um so i do agree with you in that sense that i do feel like it is on women it is on men too i i get it 
and I know like some people who go crazy trying to look like I don't know Ronnie Coleman or someone and like they have issues with their biceps and things like that. Uh, but definitely, I see it with women more. Mm. Yeah, especially in our, our line of work, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've just noticed it in any like partner. You know, I've I've been in a bunch of uh, long term relationships, and I'm currently in one now. But just the way that my partner is always, he's just like. Even he's just like I'm an Adonis, and I'm like I wish I talked to myself like that. You know, when I looked in the mirror, he's kind of joking, but he's kind of not. You know, and I've I've also worked with men for a lot of my training career, and like guy trainers who walk by the mirror and they're like, oh my god, look at these arms, and I'm like, I wish a woman would do that. I wish that me or you know had the the balls to maybe like I will as like a social experiment, but to to balls is the wrong word. I said that on my podcast recently because like balls to the wall is such a like training term and it's like mm. what's, what's the women equivalent of that but I wish that women walked by a mirror and was like god damn look at you and I'm, I'm sure there are women who do that but again it's just like the I, I that's why I like hanging out with guys so much do you good for you girl I've tried I've been trying to do it too right it's like a overcorrection of like not over overcorrection it's like a fake it till you make it thing and then one day it becomes a reality of like yes i am beautiful i am all these things right but it does take a lot of work and time yeah this entire time you think i've been looking at you guys but i'm just admiring my own beard and the reflection <laughs> of the computer i'm just like you just got your head shot up <laughs> i'm just like oh my god i i look amazing well, and jessica alba <laughs> Dan just, yeah, From into, the blue. <laughs> into the blue yeah. no, tr- truthfully though may i say something absolutely yeah. truthfully like when i if i'm in a gym and i walk by and i see myself i'm like usually the first thought is something like oh i've got more work to put in you know so like i was just kidding when i raised my hand and I said, like i understand that but i don't say it like a a way to beat myself down i'm just like oh i got more work to do like i'm literally never satisfied like i'll get to a certain point not enough like i try and celebrate it i, I do i try my best but it's it's always like okay celebrate like because i now i have this awareness that I have to kind of be a recovering perfectionist, you know, because perfectionists, they'll, they either never do anything because it always has to be perfect or they do things and they're like instantly not satisfied with it. And it's like, okay, then you want your whole life and your experience with yourself was that you were never satisfied with yourself or you just didn't ever finish anything because it wasn't going to be perfect. So how do we not correct this, but like ameliorate this, this process that's set up in my system and for me, it's like, now that I'm aware that I have that uh, about me, I still do things that aren't perfect and get it done because then I know that it's like, that's just that version. Like, it makes me feel a lot more relaxed to think about it. Like, okay, that's just that version. That's that first version. And it's, 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 the pressure is kind of off. And so sometimes when I walk by myself, like I always just think, oh, that's this version. Well, let's make it a better version. Let's do that but not in a way that's talking down to myself mm-hmm. but um but also like choosing like a different lens too right it's like yeah you can look in the mirror and focus on what is wrong or you can focus on the other 85 percent of stuff that is great you know it's like oh look at my like i'm a great person or like look at my butt today or like whatever it is right like because i find like i don't know if you guys have had this where you, like early on in your careers if you like got to a place where like you know, when I started lifting, it was just like, I just got to lose weight. It's all I want to do. Fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. Right. And, um, 
you know, I've, I've since corrected my ways, but it was like, I got down to like a really low size and I still thought there was a ton wrong with me. And when I look at those pictures now, I'm like, look at me, I was withering away that poor girl, you know? But at that time I was like, well, still got the belly, still like there's this here and zooming in on stuff, right? So like, you're never happy even when you do complete the goal. And that's something I say to clients all the time, right? Like say you get this fat loss goal, what happens after, you know? And it's a part of like understanding that your body now today is beautiful and fine just the way it is. It's just our model, our Jessica Alba into the blue model is all we're basing everybody's body off of, but that's not everybody's body. Everyone has completely, mm -hmm. and like, what's to say that like, my body isn't beautiful just as it is right now and yours is too and Mahan's is too and it doesn't matter like what shape or size like anything you know it's like we're basing our everything off of like a Victoria's Secret model or something which is like one percent of the population and let her do her thing you know that it's it's um yeah body image is really really layered and mm -hmm. um it's it's tough to talk about but I think that like and not to say like don't do that Alessandra you you do whatever you want when you look in the mirror and it sounds like you have a great outlook about it, but I think it's the, it, we deal with clients, right? Who are like, yeah, but this, and they zoom in, like they show you a great progress picture. And you're like, look at you, you look fucking, excuse me, you look freaking amazing. And then they zoom in on this one part and they're like, but this, and you're like, you look great. You're a great person. You're so strong. You did your first pull up today, like whatever. Right. But all of those wins go out They're like, oh no, no, no. But I still have this tiny little like piece of skin right here. And it's mm. like, it's um you gotta you gotta split the perspective it's and then i don't really know how to do that <laughs> that takes a lot yeah. of I'm, I'm not sure right. there's like a, um, a formula for that mm -hmm. you know may i say something absolutely you can always say okay something. so i love what you just said there because it's like that's really speaking my language so when the clients say stuff like that you can see that they're not seeing themselves like as themselves they're seeing they're seeing themselves through a part so it's like, that's their part. That's like their inner critic part or their part of them. That's like a perfectionist part. So that's why I like the inner reps so much more than the outer reps, because you can get these changes in your body. No problem. You put the work in, but if you don't do the inner reps as well to notice yourself and be like, damn, okay, that's me. Like being really critical of myself right now. And I take a step back, like you said, use a different lens. And so as a coach, being able to express that to a client, communicate that and get them to realize like how <laughs> brutal they're being on themselves, even mm -hmm. though they've done the work, you know, from the beginning, setting it up and telling them what you just said, like, you're beautiful, just the way you are. Like, we're going to do some, some inner work here, you know, however they're going to do it and, um, and get you fit as well. But that's just like an additional benefit to you. Like, okay. we'll get you to this place. And, and so I really love that you said that. Mm. Yeah. yeah and i'm gonna say this i'm gonna give you my opinion because i'm a man and that's what we do um, You're right i'm going to mansplain what you're doing wrong. no um, one another lens that i also like because i totally get alessandro's points as well like when you're a perfectionist you always no matter how good you are, you'll look at yourself and you'll be like, there's more work to be done, right? But like the small caveat that I add there is before saying there's more to be done, just two sentences of appreciation. Be like, damn, mm -hmm. my ass looks good. My beard looks good, but there is more work to be done. Like just that slight shift can change this perfectionist outlook so much more because it starts at like on a positive note, for example, also right? 
perfection does not exist. It doesn't exist anywhere in nature, anywhere in weather, anywhere in like anything in the world, right? Excuse me, have you seen this face? I'm so sorry, you're right. I'm (laughs) so sorry, you're right. My point doesn't make any sense now. (laughs) I just just look at your beard. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like I've I've been thinking about this a lot, you know, in, in terms of body image, it's like striving for like this perfect thing or striving for like somebody else's body, but like perfect does not exist. Even if you see like the most beautiful flower, it's not symmetrical, right? Like the nature, there's nothing in this whole world that is perfect. So we're all like chasing this thing. Cause I I've been in the same route, you know, where I'm like, why am I doing this thing where I'm trying to be perfect? Like for who a and B it's this goal that does not exist. It's not reachable on this planet. And I use the example of nature because it it just kind of like it brings it away from people a little bit to understand that like nothing on this whole planet is is perfect, you know. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know if you guys seen this like the the example I've started to use is I don't know why I did that the John Cena thing <laughs> and no one can see it sorry <laughs> no it's uh, uh it's on Instagram reels and like TikTok and stuff is like these yeah. filters that they're like this filter is like the golden filter you know it may the golden ratio filter right but like you put your face on it and then it shows you how your face would look if it was a perfect symmetrical face right oh i haven't seen that i thought you meant the ones where like it removes the filter on half of the face and it shows it on the other one but or even that like like i like these ideas like these filters because this is literally how our clients or like even ourselves at some point look at the world right we always we're not looking at the like whatever like goal it is itself we're always looking at our goals through these filters set um in our subconscious by like all like you know like, as you said by jessica albos of the world by um britney spears uh, 2000s, like, jessica that, yeah um i don't know by yeah. chris hemsworth by uh your favorite instagram person whatever exactly right? like, like the, i want these, this body yeah My these body. filters are literally in front of your eyes and you don't notice it because mm-hmm. it's just been there so i like that example a lot because like i was just like wow that, that is actually how people see it um and like they look at themselves and like funny thing is the moment like every time i've seen this video the moment they find their face with the golden ratio they all panic because that's not how it should look yeah. so as you said the perfect like perfection doesn't exist actually when when you apply that ratio to their faces they just look like a like an alien basically oh really eh? they're not like damn i'm hot it's like oh no, this is weird no it looks yeah it looks weird they all are just like what the hell oh, okay. if i find it i'll send it to you guys yeah yeah and then we could go down the road of filters but yeah it's um yeah it's it's tough you know but it, again it's like saying like i want to look like this girl but it's like that's 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 that girl <laughs> you're yeah. this girl <laughs> so you know let's, let's deal with what you've got and work on like uh not thinking that something is flawed or inherently wrong with you right now like there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve your health or wanting to improve your body composition or or having fat loss as a goal even you know because i have people who like whisper that to me now they're like i want to get strong but i also kind of want fat loss is that okay i'm like yes it's okay you know um body positivity has been great like that as a movement but i think a lot of people are like ashamed of that goal now um and there's nothing wrong with any of that um but just like you got to start with like who you are and and your body and what it does for you on a daily basis is is great and it's beautiful that you woke up this morning kind of like what you were saying earlier Mahan you know like that's what beautiful is and 
I've had people fight me on this before, you know, it's like, well, not because I think I said on my stories once, you know, everybody is beautiful. And I truly believe that human beings are beautiful things. And uh, I had somebody kind of come at me a little bit, not come at me, but they were like, that's wrong. Not everybody is beautiful. And you know that and there are standards in this world. And I'm like, yeah, but like somebody made up those standards. So why can't we make up new ones? And I think people are doing that, right? Like the internet is changing and the world is changing and how we see bodies and health and everything is changing. But it's like, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. Some people are beautiful just because it's like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, but that's just me. And people can have their own opinions, of course. It's very Every subjective woman as well. Is beautiful. Like everyone is because when you're looking at someone, you shouldn't be just looking at like what they look like on the outside. If you're doing it, you're looking at them all wrong. Like you're just off the bat missing the mark. Totally. You know? So I think that just misses the mark. There should be some um, rewrites to the language, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Mahan, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, no. Um, well, what I'm going to say is cheap now because I was like, I was going to say, the outside look is also very subjective because it, it is based on people's like biases, backgrounds, environment, where they come from, like totally. beauty, mod, like, you know, beauty standards of 500 years ago were so different from now. So like, it's not fair to, it's just, it just happens that we think as Vanessa and you said, like, we just think that they're beautiful, right? It's not, it's not the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also what you like. Like uh, for me, I don't look at certain men and think like, I'm not attracted to, you know, like super beautiful men, like men that other men would say, oh, wow, that dude's a beautiful guy. Like those are the kind of men that I'm not attracted to at all. But I like like manly men, like, well, you know, so I'm just saying like like, everybody has their attractiveness. You'd be attracted to things that don't make any logical sense to you. (laughs) It's like, oh God, what what, what was that? (laughs) Why did that happen? (laughs) But sometimes it happens, right? Why did that clown turn me on so much? Yeah. (laughs) 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 You know, a piece of clothing. You're going down in history for that one, Mahan. That's it. I love that one so much. I love lamb, right? Technically, I did say clown, but I do like that you guys heard lamp and still went with it. Oh, I heard cloud, actually, like a cloud mm-hmm. in the sky, oh, but... Damn, damn. Me too. See, this is what happens when you're like, you know, <laughs> you mumble like stuff. <laughs> people don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> Half of my podcast is me just mumbling and then letting people react to it. <laughs> now, um, Normally, like people like to bring things to an end on a high note, but I'm actually going to bring it to an end with a low note. Mm. And because why not be different, right? So going to go literally kind of circle back to the beginning and be like, because I know you said that uh, that uh, you started from nothing was like your fitness journey kind of thing that you were alluding to fitness journey. But I want to know because... Uh, you, uh, Alessandra has been here enough that she's like part of the podcast anyway. So you're the you're the guest. Uh, so okay. as the guest, I want to know, Vanessa, have you actually in life had have hit rock bottom? Oh, and like, how? Well, if you want to talk about that, and then how do you kind of came back from it? And just give us the story. We're we're here to find out about your life. Just <laughs> tell us. Cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think everybody has their own version of rock bottom, you know, yeah. um, 
I have all of them. It's, it's all relative. You got all of them? Wow. <laughs> it's like wow. all the rocks. You must be a very wise person then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that that is a big part of why I got into what I, I am into, which is like, okay, I, gotta, I had at a certain point, it was like, I got to turn my life around. I got to do something about this. Um, and that doing something about it was learning how to eat well and learning how to go to the gym and, and, and improving. I'm not saying everybody needs to do it this way, but just like, there was something about the gym that really, really spoke to my heart and in the way that it, it made me feel powerful and more in control. Um, and because I was coming from a place where I was feeling powerless, I, I the rug swept underneath me or out from underneath me in my life, um, in a couple big, like moments of my life. And, um, I was very, it was like a, I was a shell of who I am today. And it was like, okay, we can continue going down this path. And that was just an an image and a feeling that I didn't, I was like, no girl, (laughs) we're picking this up and we're doing something about it. And so going in the gym really helped me have a little bit more autonomy in my life and made me feel powerful and made me feel like I was capable and could do things. And it was the opposite of what I had been experiencing in my life up to that point. So it was really, really dear to me. It was really important to me. Um, and then it was a, a no brainer to become a coach who could like not do that for other people, but it's like, if I could give them like a sliver of this feeling and make them make with women in particular, who maybe are in a, either a similar, similar place or just confused about life and, and feeling um, powerless in a way, um, feel a little bit better about themselves and about their bodies and, um, and in their lives. And then let's do that. That would be like life giving, right? It's like life done. I've, once, I, once I can do that and, and say that I'm doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty happy person. And yeah, we're on our way. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. You're beautiful. May I ask something? I don't want to interrupt you. You're the co-host, apparently. (laughs) So, yes. So, (laughs) when you said that going to the gym helped you, it shifted things for you in your life. Would it feel okay if you just expanded on that a little bit? What do you think is the reason behind that? Mm, That going to the gym... Like you were on a certain, you were on, we're going a certain way in life mm-hmm. and then something happened and you shifted and you pivoted and you were like, okay, we're going to go to the gym now. But was there something you noticed in that transition? Like something about yeah. the gym itself? Yeah, you <laughs> mentioned being in control. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about being, it was, there's an independence because it's okay. I got to get a gym membership and I got to pack a bag. I got to do all these things. These are scary things, right? And, and layering all these things onto somebody who's never done it before. Um, for most people, it's, it's a lot, but for me, it was like, I was up to the task, you know, and it was like, okay, I'm going to walk into a gym, scary environment for women for, you know, the most part, not every single one, but you know, for the most part, um, I'm going to go into the gym and hold my own and I want to learn proper form. I think it's funny because I'm really precise about my form. And I'm like, I think I'm really precise about my form because I didn't want anybody bothering me about it. And I didn't want any of the dudes at the gym thinking I didn't know what I was doing. So I like made my form perfect, you know, or it's not perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. Right. But, um, I think, uh, there was something about that and, um, and, holding my own in that space and pretending like I'd been there forever, even though I haven't. And I still do that to this day, but 
And there's like a certain type of freedom in it. It's weird. It's hard to explain, but like, you're not holding anybody's hand. You know, nobody's like guiding you through it. Even though I did have a, um, a girlfriend who helped me out. It was um, even just walking in there with her. She, she walked in there like, this is a squat rack. This is where we're going. She had a bunch of convictions. So it helped me have conviction too. And there was something about, um, you know, trauma. Uh, the two most traumatic events in my life happened right before this phase of my life. So I was pretty wrecked, like I said. So there's something about trauma that makes you dissociate from your body and its sensations, right? And so there's something about the gym that made me feel for the first time in my life, like I was starting to kind of come back into my body. And it was something I hadn't felt since I was a kid because stuff happened to me early on too. So it was like, oh, I think I haven't been here in a long time and here being my body, right? It was like, oh, these are my muscles. Here's a feeling of uh, contraction and, and here's a feeling of sweat and, and heat. And like, it was like a regaining my senses in a way. And, and finally, and putting my feet on the ground and it was, there's just something about, it's hard to explain when you, um, uh, if you don't know what dissociation feels like, but it feels like you're floating around in your life and you're kind of tumbling around. And then the gym made me feel like I was in my body for like the first time ever. And it was like, I want more of this. Let's keep doing this. And here we are. Wow. Thank you for sharing that because I know like he might, he says like, he doesn't have a lot of people who, who listen, but at the same time that I think there's more than he's letting on. And I know that (laughs) that's an experience that, uh, lots of people have had and when you're experiencing it though you know you don't know that like it seems like it's just you but yeah um, absolutely it's more common I'm sure that's really good too because now when you have clients who it's their first time in the gym you know to take special care and really move slow because even the littlest thing could be overwhelming and just make them want to quit yeah Mm -hmm. We're talking about that in the, in the lab the other day in the, one of the prescript labs somebody said you know i've got a lot of female clients who are having a hard time with confidence in the gym and i was like oh man this is my this is my stuff um <laughs> but it's a, and mahan i'm sure you deal with it quite a bit right um it's there's something to be said for providing a safe space for somebody and it doesn't have to be like super hippie or anything but just being like a kind person who makes eye contact and smiles and listens to somebody when they are expressing um, a lack of confidence or insecurity in a space and, um, helping them feel all right in that space and, and, um, showing them that they can like do things in that space and, and be loud. And you know, I don't know how many female clients have we had when they're like, Oh, I don't want to be loud though. And you're like, throw the bar down or throw the weights down or whatever. Right. And we're chalk. Oh, I'm being too messy. Be messy, man. It's, there's something really liberating about the gym. And, um, and that's why I'm really thankful, not just for the girl who, who took me into the gym, I'll forever be thankful for her, but all the, the guys that I've worked with, cause they're loud and they're messy and they don't care. And they're, <laughs> I work with some animals before, you know, but it, that was really liberating to me. Cause it helped me. I kind of already had it before I was working with them, but then like really like hanging with them, um, showed me how to impart that on my clients as well, you know, like this is a place and girls are just like, can we do this? Absolutely. You can, you know, it's just this weird unwritten rule that um, boys can and girls can't, but there's something really cool about being in the gym. And that's why I love not a big fan of like separated gyms, you know, like female only sections in gyms, you know, maybe, maybe somebody is, and that's totally okay. But I'm a fan of bringing them into a space where it's guys and girls. And you can see that we can all just 
be messy meatheads mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know and everyone's um there's something like really childlike about training too right where it's messy and people are yelling and laughing and high-fiving and, and also being serious and there's just like a it's like a little adult playground kind of <laughs> yeah yeah it I, I like that it is an adult uh, playground absolutely and mm-hmm. Just like you, like if I, I'll, my clients, all the girls, like I'll, first thing first, I'll just bring them in the middle of the uh, waste area. We're just going to start there. Like, you know, uh, I'm a loud, silly guy. And I'm like, listen, like no one's going to even notice you. I'm, I'm here to just be the weirdest person they'll ever see. So like, and then we're just going to like own this place and feel confident and just do whatever you want. Because like, that's what we want to do. So it I helps having you. somebody to take you, you kind of take them under your wing in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. It really helps having somebody like that as Absolutely. opposed to somebody who's like, why would you feel that way? That's weird. Or that's dumb or whatever. Like, why would you be scared in here? You know, cause some, I'm sure there's some fired. guys who don't understand it. Fired. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, and, the person, <laughs> and the person asking the question in the lab, I wanted to kind of jump in. Okay. I didn't, but I wanted to be like, you're doing a great job because this person is a really nice person. I know him a little bit. And it's like, you're doing a great job already just by being a friendly face who's there to help them out, you know, and, and to take them in and then they'll, they'll learn. But we're not, and people were kind of going back and forth, hypothesizing around like why somebody wouldn't be confident in the gym, but it's just like, we're not taught that we can go into the gym and slam weights and hang with the boys in that way. Right. And again, it's changing. But when I was in high school or previous to me going to the gym, the gym was like a guy's place. You know, it was the girls take the class with the little pink weights and do cardio and that's it. And my mom did like step like Jane Fonda stuff. Right. So that was my idea of female fitness. So that's why girls don't feel confident being in the gym. We've never, we haven't been integrated into it. That's why I love seeing like little girls on Instagram who are like <laughs> lifting Very little cool. bars and stuff, you know, and pair parents who have gotten their kids into it, into the gym space, even just hanging out there is, is great. Right. If I have a client who has a kid, I love when they bring them around if it's safe, obviously, but just so they can see, oh, boys and girls exist in this space. Hmm. Yeah, at least you had boys and girls for us is like only non-gamers go to the gym non-gamers yeah true right yeah did you feel that way as a gamer were uh, you like oh that's that's not a place for me I, well, actually i wasn't i didn't have any fear but i remember because we don't have the, the actual co-host this uh I, I don't know if this episode is gonna like be too much this uh, story but louis my like he's my oldest friend and he's the one who took me to like to the gym mm-hmm. right and uh, like my fr- like first time going to the gym, I remember he gave me 10 kilo dumbbells, which I don't know how much it is in pounds. Just start, start using K- kg, right? It's like 20 something pounds. 22 maybe. or something, yeah. Yeah. And he asked me to do bicep curls and I couldn't do that as a guy. And then he just like stared at me, like stared at me then in the eye and it's like, my dead grandma can do better than that. <laughs> it's just like, dude. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this part probably will not make it uh, on air, but I did tell you guys. Why? Um, no, because he's a he's he's a he's a police. Like he he will probably try he to is, censor he's me. He's policial. Really? Yeah, he he's Knocking like. Knocking on your door. I mean, we all know trainers like that who talk like that, right? Like I've heard I've heard crazy stuff in the gym. Yeah, exactly. But like. <laughs> Uh, and now as like the ironic thing is like as faith would have it i'm doing his programming for him so yeah. it's like 
I'm going to write that somewhere for him. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. The tables have turned. Yeah. How the (laughs) turns have tabled. (laughs) But uh, with that, guys, if you don't mind, because like I had like such a blast talking to both of you. This is amazing. Like it, it really is. But it is also my sleep time and like nothing is more important to me than I'm Oh, get your sleep. No offense. Oh, okay. there. Yeah. What time is it there? Uh, it's 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah, I'm 9.30. I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yes. yes. You, you get your eyes I feel off the you. screen. And, yeah. This is great. I could do this forever. This is awesome. This is a really fun time. Yeah, this was really good. It'd be so... <laughs> Oh my god! For a second, I had a heart attack because I didn't see the recording at the top. I was like, "Oh, oh my, my god!" god. <laughs> Talk without me actually. I wouldn't. It just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Yeah. Just, oh no, we're recording. We're no. good. Uh, yeah, this was great. Like, I actually want to do more of this. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll make something happen because, like, both uh, Vanessa, you have a podcast. I, Alessandra, has her own podcast yeah uh so if you want to obviously have us as guests as well that would be great we'll just do I more episodes i would love that Perfect. absolutely the three of us make a good team we do we, we start our own podcast we call it uh, golden girls <laughs> <laughs> that's great i'll call myself yes, thank know, you vanessa thank you mm-hmm. so much like you lost oh so God, much valuable you. information for everybody that's gonna listen so thank you I was excited. Oh my goodness. Oh, Look at me talking great. like I'm a co-host here. You yeah. totally are. Yeah. <laughs> you totally are. Honorary. Thanks so much for this. Was a, uh, honestly a blast, and it was great. I forgot that we were doing a podcast for a bit, so it was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was great. That's what we want. Thanks Thank so you so much. And yeah. Yeah. I'll do the introduction and everything else at the at the beginning as well, and I'll do all the plugins and everything for you. Um, all, all our but, sponsors yeah all the sponsors <laughs> thanks uh, nike nike yes <laughs> thank you so much gatorade <laughs> all right all of them. Uh, you go yeah. get some sleep thank you so much i will um again this was amazing i'm gonna press pause.